all the movies, all those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything more. Hello. Hello. Hey. hey. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 226. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and talking over each other, which is that's probably there true. can be only one. There can be only one. I'm Ryan Panagos, Vice President and Executive Editor for Marvel Digital Media, aka Marvel's Agent M, joined by Ben Mar- Morse. Ben Mars. <laughs> ben Mars. Ready to go. I'm like doing the Batista machine gun. Machine gun. Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media. You got you got your title. No, I was all set to go. That was so perfect. I've only had this name for a few years now. Should be ready to go. Uh, and who do we have with us today? And Lexi Morrison. Hey guys, it's been Hi. a while. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Wait, how did you get here? I don't know. No. Pulled in by Blake. We appreciate it. <laughs> Helping us out. Yeah, so Lexi's yeah. handling our audio and she's got the headphones on. And I made this sound. And she said, you got to open the show with that. Even though would, she was cringing I want to yeah. watch people when she like, said that. I want to know exactly when that happens and watch someone like walking down the street in earbuds. And uh, their, just face, go, just, no, uh, their just, face just contort uh, into a mask of disgust. It's how many people just have automatic vomit reactions to that? Yeah. <laughs> just nightmares. Suddenly just see people across the streets of New York City vomiting. Now remember, our email address is twimpodcast at marvel.com, T-W-I-M-P-O-D-C-A-S-T Ooh, at marvel.com. Nice spelling. L- let us know if, if you, you have disgusted. any adverse reactions or were disgusted, because yep. we haven't been getting a lot of emails last week or two. No. So we want to hear from you. Send us them emails. Let Send us know in. how gross that sound was. Uh, and we'll continue to do it. Also, we did not do a Twim URC this week because we want to give you guys a little more time. But do, for all of you who have been asking, what is the Twim URC? What infinite comics are we reading? It is all updated now. So if you go to Marvel Unlimited, click into our nice little Twim URC section, you will be able to read the infinite comics we'll be discussing next week using the hashtag Twim URC or T-W-I-M-U-R-C. Yeah. Um, also... We recorded last week's episode on Thursday. Yes, very late. It was late. a very busy week. Busy week. And we're recording this week's episode on Tuesday. Tuesday. So there aren't a ton of questions from you guys. Very few. We'll Probably get... the lowest we've ever had. Yeah. It's okay. It'll be a, a spin, speedy It'll episode. Be a sprint. Yeah. And, um, a brisk episode. Uh, but we'll, you know, keep sending in your questions and your tweets and all that stuff. Hashtag This Week in Marvel. Um, we'll get to those regularly in two weeks. I think I'm here. I'm probably we'll in town. We'll Who find knows? out. Yeah. We'll find out in two weeks. Yes. On Surprises. this very podcast. A plenty. Um, what else is interesting before we dive into the books? Shane McMahon. About. Shane McMahon. Can talk about Shane McMahon coming back to uh, coming back to WWE. That was great. It was awesome. His interview was, or his promo was great. He yeah. seemed totally at ease and relaxed yeah. uh i watched it and was just legitimately going nuts for it yep when that music hits uh such good music here comes the money here comes the money it's pretty good yeah money 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 yeah. money money and i like that he just kept doing his shuffle over uh, and over again he's got moves for a, a man of increasing move. age yeah yeah and and increasing gray hair but <laughs> Hey. Other than that, hey, he looked good for his age. Yeah, looked real good. Looked real good. Um, 
But speaking of wrestling, mm. an interesting thing, and I think we can talk about it now. We can okay. start getting it uh, talked Let's about. Get the ball rolling. Coming in uh, the end of March, right, uh, into the beginning of April. WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas. Dallas, Texas. We always like going to WrestleMania because we like talking to the wrestlers and we like getting a lot of cool content. So we're doing that again this year. We are going to Dallas, Texas to, um, you know, go to access to interview a lot of wrestlers and the personalities from WWE, but also see a bunch of our friends who aren't in WWE mm-hmm. who are there. Probably make a stop by, what's that other convention WrestleCon. called? WrestleCon. WrestleCon. Yep. Maybe make a stop over there. Uh, so we're going to get some uh, podcast stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some videos out of all that. It's going to be really fun. Look forward to seeing any This Week in Marvel listeners at Access or WrestleMania, Hall of Fame. Yeah. If hopefully you're going to be there, I think we're going to go to. Yeah, hopefully we're going to NXT. If you're going to be there, let us know. Yeah. Tweet us directly. We'll bring at, a comic for you. Yeah. At Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, uh, at Blake Garris. Yeah. The three of us will be there. We'll all be there. So we would love to see you there. Um, on top of that, we are planning on doing a live episode of This Week in Marvel on the Thursday. 31st. The 31st. Thursday, the 31st of March. The final day of March. Yes. The climactic day of March. Yes. Uh, as March ends, we storm into town, yeah. and um, it should be fun. Uh, we will. We're going to wait a week or two until we give you all the exact details. But uh, again, if you're in the Dallas area, whether you're going to WrestleMania or not, or if you live there, you live there. Uh, you have friends there who are maybe like comic fans or wrestling fans. Let them know. We're going to go. We're going to bring uh, prizes. We're going to do some fun stuff. And we're going to have special guests yep. on the uh, with us at the live episode. Our live episodes are always special. And it's going to be free. Yep. Because, free free uh, of charge. Uh, Blake is trying to make us do uh, a live episode and as part of an event that charges people. And I don't really like that. I think if you are spending your time listening to us ramble, then uh, I don't want to take your money. It's crazy, right? Me to say that. I know. I want to take their money. I know you did. I will take your money. <laughs> if you want to, I'll put it. What I'll do is at the live episode, I'll put a hat down. And if you guys want to just throw some money in, you know, or you feel like you've been given a good performance, then just, just feel free. And then we'll give every, that money to a worthwhile charity. Yeah, we'll give it to a worthwhile charity. Um, but really, uh, we're, we're just excited. It's been a while since I've been to Texas. I last time I oh I went last year and that was the first time I'd ever been to Texas. Oh, you never went to Texas at Wizard? No, I never went to the Wizard Texas shows. Um, I went to Austin last year for a wedding. That was the first time I'd ever been to Texas. Mm. So this will be my first time ever in Dallas. Been to Austin, loved it. I've been to quote unquote Dallas for Wizard World Dallas, but that what was, was that like Arlington. It or was something? just in Arlington. Yeah. Um, but we we're going to be staying in Dallas. Uh, WrestleMania is in Arlington, so we're going to be all around that area. Be all over the place, yeah. yeah. And this, this, the comic shop we're looking at doing the thing is also, I think, I don't know if it's in Dallas proper or not. I looked it up yesterday. Okay, it's like uh, it's like twenty minutes from our hotel. Great. So I don't we know, have a car. I don't know what that means. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to figure out where it is. Whether Texas it's in is big, Dallas or Arlington, we'll drive all over Texas. We're gonna get big cowboy hats. Oh yeah. We're gonna get spurs on our sneakers. We should really do that for the show. Yeah. Even though it's a video, uh, an audio podcast? I'm sure someone will take pictures. Yeah. Uh, us in our cowboy hats. Uh, not offensive at all. No, not at all. Nope. Uh, so it's going to be Blake's from the South, so we're fine. <laughs> they, all get, they all get along. Yeah. So terrific. Again, let us know if you're going to be in that area. 
um, for any of those events, especially the live podcast, because we would love to see you guys. Love there. to see you. Yes. Uh, all right. So that takes care of all that business. Let's get into the the meat and potatoes yep. of this podcast. We're going to talk about all the new issues out this week. Print, digital, single issues, collections. We're going to talk about, after that, uh, all the news. And then we're going to kick it over to Strami and the Wolfman on the West Coast. First up on the new comic front is all new in... <laughs> Inhumans. Inhumans are ever-growing Inhuman franchise. Yeah. All New Inhumans number four, written by James Asmus and Charles Soule, art by Stefano Caselli, colors by Andres Mosa. Uh, so this wraps up the, the first story arc where uh, this Inhuman team, they're, they're like the, uh, the diplomats. They're, you know, Adelan, New Adelan's Inhuman ambassador uh, crew. Um, so they're out... Going around the world, finding Inhumans, and trying to uh, put on, like, a cool, like, hey, guys, Inhumans are rad. Let's all have a dance party. Yep. You know? Many dance parties being hatched in all new Inhumans. Yeah. So uh, they've gone to Sin Kong, which is uh, not a good place. No. Uh, it's got, not a real country either. No. Uh, our world. Yes. Very real in the Marvel Universe. Very real. Shockingly real. <laughs> and... Uh, they're in, a, they're in a bit of trouble. They're There's in a, a pickle. A, a dilly of a pickle. And um, so uh, Crystal has to barter her way, sort of um, negotiate her way into keeping her crew safe, freeing her people, uh, and stopping uh, both the Inhumans and the Sin Kong army from destroying each other. Because mm -hmm. that's very real potential in here. Uh, also dealing with the megalomaniacal leader of the country. Who is just such a turd. Jerk. Such a turd jerk. All that's going on, and on the ship, their, uh, their, their crazy inhuman ship, Swain, the captain of the ship, mm -hmm. is basically fighting a battle inside her mind against... Uh, Those are the most dangerous kind. Right? Yep. Uh, almost as dangerous as a kickboxer. Mm. Kickboxing? A kickbox? Sure. Box kicking? Sure. Kickboxing. 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 Okay. Yeah. Lexi with the fact check. Thank right you. There. Well, I kickbox and I used to do karate. So what? I'm the right this is brand oh new information. We need more information. So you're like a lethal weapon? Can you? How well, many of us can you kill and how quickly? Seven in two seconds. No. Wow. Um, yeah, I did karate for eight years and yep. then I stopped and continued dancing and then I kick, um, I kickbox three times a week. Dancing wow. is the most dangerous martial yeah, art of true. all. That's <laughs> true. How many people can you take out with dance moves? Hmm. Less than karate. All right. <laughs> so uh, what what level did you uh, get to in karate? I got to a first degree black belt. Nice. Uh, yes. I miss it a lot. And that's why I like kickboxing because it takes me back to the foundation of karate. To the violence. It, sounds, it takes you back to the violence. You know, when I quit karate, I felt so much anger. I didn't know what to do with myself because I spent every Thursday um, basically sparring. Mm. And then I quit karate and I was like, how do people get rid of their anger? Like, yeah, I, I beat know. people up to get rid of my anger. <laughs> wow. And then I stopped and then I had to figure out how to actually release anger we by should have being a normal an, person. We should have, an, when uh, Jesse's back in the office, we should have an intern kickboxing yeah. exhibition. <laughs> we should just enlist all the interns yeah. in the building. And say, our, our intern can beat up your intern. Yeah. And <laughs> let's see great. what they say. Yeah. Make this room a big ring. Yeah. <laughs> what is your, what are what are your favorite, like, moves, so to speak? Like My the things that, What's your signature side move? Kick? I have a pretty good side kick. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And okay. then a backhand. Ooh. A good backhand on that bag. It's this is great. This is so exciting. So <laughs> yeah. scary, but so exciting. I love it. Don't dangerous. Mess with me. Yeah. This uh, is a dangerous podcast. Terrific. Well, yeah. uh, 
That derailed me from All New and Human. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what to more say, is there to say about All New and Humans? <laughs> all New and Human is really good. Uh, there's a I don't tragic, even know how we got on that tangent. I don't know, I don't but it was know. great. There's a, a bit of tragedy maybe averted by the end of this issue, and uh, some really cool stuff with Crystal Sassin, some folks. You love that crystal, Ben. Freaking crystal. Um, <laughs> a book that does not have crystal in it is All New X-Men number five, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Mark Bagley. It's the teenage X-Men, the all-new X-Men against the Blob. And what I love here is that for the first time, probably in decades, the Blob is like a serious, big-deal villain. Like, they, Oh, my God. He is, so he is ruthless. I mean, he can't be moved. He can't be stopped. He's brutal. He has a brutal fight with Wolverine, which completely changes the dynamic of the Wolverine-Angel relationship. But he also holds his own against Beast, like really takes him out. And there's some... Some side stuff going on with Oya questioning her faith. That's not the only comic we'll see this this uh, week where faith is being questioned. We have Cyclops kind of trying to figure out his place after all the stuff with his adult version. We have Iceman and Genesis. This might be my favorite is that Genesis tries to help Iceman flirt with a guy. Because as we've seen, Iceman is terrible at flirting. Young Iceman. All I'm picturing Hopeless. is uh, the puppets from that Genesis video. Uh, I was going to say, are you picturing like a Sega Genesis? Well, that went through my head, but I'm also picture, picturing the puppets from that great Genesis video yeah. of the band, uh, like a Phil Collins puppet helping out in this. Uh, just in helping Iceman learn. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're in uh, they're in Paris. We had a lot of insight into Iceman and what he's going through. And then everyone runs up against the blob. And then I mentioned the Wolverine Angel stuff. We end on a big kind of cliffhangery type thing for those two and it's, it was kind of cool because it was like it was ending the issue on a cliffhanger but not any sort of oh my god everyone's in peril danger it's more of a oh <laughs> oh this relationship might be in trouble danger it might be yeah uh, all right next book is all new all different avengers number six yes. written by mark wade art by mahmoud asrar and dave mckaig this is a book of revelations this week we get to see uh, what the heck is going on with Kang. Um, he's, Kang. Uh, he's seeing Kang. He's Kang, but he's not Kang. Uh, we get to see why he's uh, all suit in his you know fancy uh, man suit, not his crazy thigh high boots yeah. and, and weird mask. I miss him. Uh, yeah, that look. It felt like we felt like we were cheated a little bit, but it, I liked it. Uh, at the same time, we get some uh, some really cool heart to heart stuff between. Uh, Sam Alexander and Kamala Khan, uh, because they both done gotten kicked out of the Avengers. We get to figure out what the hell is going on with Vision in here. Uh, big revelation for Thor, uh, especially with Sam Wilson, uh, Captain America. Uh, but you know, that's an Avengers book. They got to save the day. They do it in high fashion. Uh, one of the cool things is Mark being Mark, uh, knowing like almost everything about comics. Uh, pulls out the idea of Mjolnir being this thing that, that you know, goes through space and time and mm-hmm. is like this super crazy thing uh, and has this great moment where Thor has two Oh, powers. so cool. So great. Uh, really, really cool. Um, some very, you know, some stuff with Vision by the end and a really interesting, uh, sweet and potentially heartbreaking last page. Yeah. Over to Amazing Spider-Man number 1.3, written by Jose Molina, art by Simone Bianchi. They are looking into Spider-Man and the Santorians are both from different sides of the 
case looking into Julio, a gentleman from Harlem who was at one point dead. He has now been apparently brought back to life. That happens. And it happens in the Marvel Universe. Um, and Spider-Man runs into a very important figure from his past. Probably the most important figure from his past who could be brought back to life and has a very interesting conversation about... It's a, it's, it's a conversation basically about, is Spider-Man taking care of himself? Is he letting his mission, his being Spider-Man, overwhelm his self-preservation? Uh, it's some... Jose Molina gets into some deep stuff. Meanwhile, the Santorians kind of kidnap Julio. They're trying to figure out what's going on with him. Julio is having some weird interactions with his family. There's a fire. There's uh, a guest appearance by Beast. And we start to get to the bottom of the mysteries that are central to this series. Yes. All right. We've got Angela, Queen of Hell, number five. This is uh, the title Watch the Queens Conquer, uh, written by Marguerite Bennett. Uh, main story art by Kim Jacinto and Israel Silva. The substory art by Stephanie Hans. Uh, this is the big Angela versus Hella throwdown. Uh, they both got giant beasts that they're riding. They both have crazy weaponry. They both have the ability to destroy probably everything and everyone. And they're both uh, feeling like they have the right to rule hell. And so, I mean, the name of the book is Angela, Queen of Hell. Spoilers. So that might give you a little sense of where this story yeah. goes. Uh, but... It takes some interesting, really cool twists and turns uh, in, in seeing where uh, Hela lands in all this, where um, um, uh, Leia is going. Uh, she has a really cool place where the character like Balder, who, you know, has just been Big in this book. Balder. Big day for Balder. You know, Balder. And it's, it's about dang time. Balder the Brave. He's got this great purple shirt on. Mm -hmm. I always want him to succeed. Um and then uh, it, it's just – it's a really cool, really sweet book. And uh, if, if you don't like uh, gay romance, you may not like this book. If you don't like gay romance, you can go away. Oh. Away from me because wow. I'm a big fan. I thought this was a really sweet story. And the, the, the relationship between Sarah and Angela underpinning the yes. entirety of this, of this story yeah, Their is, relationship is what makes the book for me oh my God. as well. It's pitch perfect. Let's take a small diversion – over to Astonishing Ant-Man number five. Oh, Get it? you did it. With the ants. Um, I love about this book, which is written by Nick Spencer and art by Ramon Rosanas. I love the feel of it, but I love that five issues in, we're still every first page is showing Scott Lang in jail, but they have done nothing to explain why he's there. It's still like, we're going to get back to this. We're going to get back to this. So it's just him. In this case, it's just him getting beat up in jail. And, uh, they're going to touch on it at some point. I would love if they just went like 25 issues and every time it's the first page of Scott Lang in jail saying like, we're going to get back to this. And they just kept going 50, a hundred issues of that because I hope this book lasts that long. Um, it's a great book. It's so funny. It's so heartfelt. In this case, uh, we got a great guest appearance by Roz Malhotra, who is the new giant man. Wasp, Janet Van Dyne alerts Scott Lang to the fact that new giant man is not really fully living up to the potential he saw in him, so Scott takes a trip out to San Francisco to train this new hero. Unfortunately, as we've been seeing through this whole thing, um, the apps Hench and Lackey, which are responsible for getting supervillains to attack 
heroes be used whenever they want uh the power broker is launching his new hench app and he's just a trip in of himself just this kind of weird take on a super villain as corporate guy and just like the way he uses corporate speak but is doing all these terrible things scott is training giant man in a virtual lego world but then decides it's time for the real deal because they know that power broker is launching the new upgraded version of the hench app but when they try to go and stop the hench app the new black lash who is a lady who is taking up the old black lash mantle goes up against ant-man and giant man um this book is not afraid to have its heroes not necessarily <laughs> accomplish their tasks which keeps you guessing is a lot of fun um so i won't spoil how the fight goes but i will say that number one scott finds a job for the new giant man and also uh cassie lang has a change of direction a very shocking change of direction that will lead to next issue yeah bum 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 all right, on to Daredevil number four, written by Charles Soule, art by Ron Garney and Goran Suzuka. As yeah, I, and I could not, to their credit, I could not tell when Garney and Suzuka tran- transitioned. So that's credit to Suzuka made his stuff look like Ron Garney's to kind of figure it in. Yeah, I think I, I have was, an idea, but I'm not sure. Yeah, same here. It, it's it's pretty seamless and it works really well. Uh, and colors by Matt Miller. Yeah, it also helps that Matt's colors and the like the stark contrast and a lot of deep blacks and all the reds and all that stuff carries through and really helps that story uh, continue on. But uh, a lot of this is sort of looking at Daredevil's world from his superhero side and from the Matt Murdock side. Uh, Matt Murdock having had this crazy conversation with Ten Fingers, who is the no goodnik no uh, gangster wannabe kingpin of Chinatown who is purporting himself to Matt Murdock to be uh, a good upstanding guy who's you know he's he's a religious dude you know you know he's just hey believe in me just got five extra fingers believe in me and I'll I'll finger you up and uh you know all that good stuff so we've got that going on we've got Daredevil uh busting through some apartments. There's just some really cool choreography going in here. Uh, all the while, he's had to call in uh, Steve Rogers for a little help and a little perspective on, on a mission. Uh, then we got Blindspot, who is trying to... Like, he's got this role where he's sort of getting under and into um, Ten Fingers organization, but he sees something uh, really kind of upsetting. His mom is uh, smooching it with ten fingers. And on oh. any number of levels, that's <laughs> going to be really disconcerting for You don't want someone. a guy with ten fingers doing anything with your mom. I'm going to... Nope. Yeah. All that's going on. And uh, previously, uh, Ten Fingers Gang had had a tussle with the hand. Well, if you know the hand, you know they're going to be back for more. They're always going to be packing heat. Sure. I don't know. Um, Deadpool and Cable, <laughs> Split Second, number three, written by Fabian Nicieza, art by Riley Brown, who, by the way, if you guys don't know, Riley uh, just became a father and also just unfortunately lost a bunch of his stuff in a fire. If you find Riley Brown on Twitter, uh, he's selling pages to try to raise money to get some of his stuff back. Riley underscore Brown. Riley underscore Brown. So look him up on Twitter. Great dude. Great person. Uh, we'd love to see him helped back on his feet. And if you want to buy some art from him in the process, it'll be great. So in this particular comic, it is an adaptation. Well, not an adaptation. Just the Infinite comic, but printed. 
Uh, Deadpool is being careening through time. He's been tasked with eliminating Cable um, because Cable is a temporal anomaly. So we get to see him find Cable in all these different time periods and try to save him because he doesn't want to off his buddy, but he knows that kind of the time cops, as they were, you know, Sylvester Sloan and Jean-Claude Van Damme, just one of them. Jean-Claude Van Damme's time cop, right? Um, yes, you're thinking of Sylvester Stallone and Demolition Judge, Man. Or Judge Dredd. No, there wasn't so much no, time it's stuff Demolition in there. Man? All right, Demolition, Demolition Man, Man he was frozen uh, in the year 1997 of course. for uh, being part of this crazy event that killed a lot of kids. Right. And then he was frozen, brought back to help fight uh, Wesley Snipes' character. Yeah. So Demolition Man does not figure heavily into this issue of Deadpool and Cable split I second. I love Demolition Man. But we do get to see blacksmith we see tether blood this is like a feast we see grizzly we see hammer domino if you are a 90s fan of deadpool fabian nicieza knows what you want to see baby and he is going to bring it to you but a new character named split second is introduced deadpool and cable both end up taking him on and some wacky stuff happens and the time stream is all over the place it's just a funny book what issue number is that this is three it's the last issue oh, okay because that's when it gets Bonkers. It's nuts. It's uh, pretty crazy. I, 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 again, I'll suggest if you're going to read it, read it read on the Infinite, Infinite Comic, comic. Uh, because it, the story is told really, really well that way. Yeah, these guys and know what they're doing. It is absolutely monkey butts crazy. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so monkey butts. Monkey butts. Let's talk about Drax number four. Jacks, baby. <laughs> Written by CM Punk and Colin Bunn. Art by Scott Hepburn, colors by Matt Miller and Ruth Redman, and uh, we wake up and Drax is in prison. Who knows where, but he's got a collar around his neck. He's got, um, uh, what's his face, Terax, who's sort of moping about. He doesn't have his, uh, what is this thing called? Just his axe. I guess, does his axe have a name? I think it's just his axe. Yeah, Terax's axe. axe Look, axe is in his name. Yeah. Ha, how about that? Yeah. Uh, but they are in uh, a prison under uh, watch and control of Fin Fang Foom. I love this because this takes Fin Fang Foom uh, off planet, like off Earth, away where, you know, makes him like this bigger, crazier, scarier entity, which I love because he is this awesome old school Kirby monster. Uh, but Drax and Terax are uh, prisoners and what's going on here is a couple things. One... Um, Fin Fang Foom has got like these slave workers going for him, digging through, trying to find uh, eggs. These are, uh, one would assume, uh, yes, these are Fin Fang Foom's children. Uh, they are eggs. He's trying to find them, locate them, keep them safe, and essentially hatch them and, you know, probably control lots of things with them. Because if you had to face like five Fin Fang Fooms, that would be pretty bad for you. I I don't want to face four. No. Fin Fang Fooms. Seriously. Is that the plural of Fin Fang Foom? Just Fin Fang Fooms? Fin Fang's Foom? No. It might be. Maybe? Fin's Fang Foom? I don't know. Lexi, you're a kickboxer. What is the plural? <laughs> Fin's Fang Foomy? Fumai? Fumai. Fin's Fang Fumai. All right. Um, so we get introduced, or we haven't seen him in this book. I feel like Torgo is... Classic character. Yeah, he is a classic uh, Fantastic Four character. Awesome. So Torgo comes in, and he's this jerk face in, in this other part of Fin Fang Foom's territory, which is a gladiatorial arena. Fin Fang Foom makes uh, all these aliens 
fight to the death uh, for amusement, yep. for food, and for blood for his children, for his eggs. Yeah. And, you know, as you would do if it's you were It's good that a book that is so based around the fighting arts has someone like Cullen Bunn <laughs> writing it because Cullen um, watches that stuff on TV. Yes. Uh, and also CM Punk. Oh, also CM Punk. Yes. yes. Uh, who has many years of experience fighting it up. And here we get to see this big old slobber knocker of a throwdown uh, with a Glorthian death crab, mm, uh, which is run into those. Yeah, apparently it's one of the deadliest predators in the universe. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's really gross looking. Scott Hepburn's art terrific throughout this. It's really stylized and just does a great job of doing the disgusting, doing the action packed, doing the kinetic, uh, like constantly moving aspect of a lot of these scenes. Um, but Drax. And Terax uh, have to fight Torgo, uh, but it's a rigged fight because uh, Terax can't cool. can't really control himself. He is fighting Drax, and uh, Drax is is outmatched, but eventually figures out a way, does a little shucking and jiving to get about. where he needs to go. Uh, and by the end, maybe the tables will have turned. Yes, the tables have turned over to Hercules, number four. Written by Dan Abnett, art by Luke Ross. Wait, out this week is the guidebook to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's The Avengers number one, which has a great Mike Del Mundo cover, All right. the shawarma cover. Uh, those books, again, really, really great if you want the facts about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Meanwhile, in a story in New York, Hercules returns to his apartment with the dog of his friend, uh, Tiresias, who has been injured. And his landlord tells him no pets. Then he explains the situation, and she says, oh, okay, it can stay for now. And that's what happens in Hercules number four. Oh, no, wait, there's more. Gilgamesh has gone and gotten himself captured by a Stone Age goddess who is going to sacrifice him to help bring forth more of her people. Stone Age goddess is a dope name for a band. Yeah, uh, we should definitely form that band. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, Hercules ends up going to the rescue. Gilgamesh is in over his head. Hercules fights this goddess. And then these new gods show up. Um, they're of the storm, this mysterious threat that Hercules has been going on the whole time. We've got Cryptomnesia, messenger of the storm, god of tech, who is just like this annoying millennial with multicolored hair. And then Catastrophobia, uh, the god of war. So we get to see what the god of war is like. And we, we need a few more of these. It's Dan Abnett's just creating these cool new characters. And... They blow shiz up, and then <laughs> Hercules is going to have to fight them. Yeah. All right. On to Howling Commandos number five, written by Frank Barberi, art by Brent Schoonover, colors by Nick Filardi. Uh, this is the culmination of the fight between the Howling Commandos and the Sphinx. The Sphinx. And his army of mummy zombies? Yeah. Zombie mummies? Whatever. A little, little bit of both. Zombies? Yes. Zombies? Uh, there is, it's like the first or the second page, there's a three-panel sequence with uh, Hit Monkey wearing a little coat, and then uh, a dude like, is that a monkey? And then just the shot of Hit Monkey smiling. Just terrific. It commences into Hit Monkey firing Uzis and killing all these monsters, and you got um, Vampire by Night doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And the Howling Commandos work really well as a team here. They sort of separate, lead uh, different forces to try to come at the Sphinx from different areas, uh, partially because Sphinx 
is employing this one dude who's uh, sort of possessed. Mm-hmm. His sister is part of the Howling Commandos team here at Nadine, and she can, like, send out ghosts, like, sort of spectral monsters. Ghosts! You gotta say it like that. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty rad. There's a great fight. Uh, we get to see Hitmonkey save the day mm-hmm. and look super cute and funny and awesome while doing it, wearing uh, a little... Uh, yeah, little mask of Imhotep. Thank you. And uh, it's pretty dope. It's a fun issue. Wrap some things up. But also, uh, right at the end there, gets super gross, creepy, and weird. And so who knows where that goes? It could go to Canaan number 11, written by Greg Weissman, art by Pepe Larraz. This is the penultimate issue of the first Blood Arc. It's also the penultimate issue of Canaan, unfortunately. Uh, I would love to see this book go on for however long. Uh, we're in the present where Canaan is in a recovery tank and his crew has been captured. He's thinking back to one of his very first missions, actually his very, very first mission, as a Padawan to Jedi Master Depa Bilaba, where they were going up against the Separatist army on Cardoa. Caleb, as Kanan was known then, has just witnessed the death of his comrade, Stance, and he is going to try to make the cage warrior who did the deed pay for that. But Depa Bilaba has her own problem because she's going up against General Grievous, who you all know from the prequels and who is like her personal nemesis. This cage warrior is willing to do anything to get out of uh, get out of dodge and to take down Jedi basically and Caleb ends up paying a hefty price to take him down. Meanwhile, Deva Balaba is facing her greatest fears going up against General Grievous and she has to get back up to take that. Uh, not everyone makes it out unscarred. There's some major stuff happening and by the end of the issue we finally go back to the present. We're gonna see what Kanan has in store in that era. Yeah. Alright, on to Karnak Number two, you heard that right, Karnak. Karnak number two. We're doing it. Uh, written by Warren Ellis. Art by Gerardo Zaffino with Antonio Fuso. Colors by Dan Brown. Um, really cool. Right off the bat, we get a little bit of information about Karnak's upbringing. But then we go straight into classic, awesome Warren Ellis fight comic madness. It's like four pages of uh, Karnak beating the horrible, nightmarish hell out of things. Lexi, look at that. Is that, is that, does that work for you as a, as a martial artist and deadly combatant? <laughs> look, he's doing a sidekick. Yeah. He's got it. And he's got it nailed. <laughs> uh, it's terrific. I love the action here. It's, there's no dialogue. There are no sound effects. It's just, it, it makes this feel more impactful. Uh, and it's really, really intense. Have you ever seen um, uh, Raid Redemption? No. Okay. Well, I've heard of it. As a martial artist, Lexi, you should be aware Man. of these great films. Uh, Just leaning on that head. The Raid Redemption is an awesome movie. Uh, basically, it's a fight movie through different levels of uh, an apartment building. It's great. I think it's on Netflix, or I don't know. I bought it. It's terrific. Go watch it. Uh, Thanks. Very helpful. Yeah, this gave me a vibe of, of that and in all the best ways. And so... Um, Karnak's thing is he's going after uh, an inhuman boy who's held captive by a dark science organization called the IDIC, and he finds this one dude sort of in this um, almost temple-like area. This wouldn't call it quite a church, but uh, they have this you know confrontation. The guy's like, "I'm I'm no threat to you. Perhaps we can talk. I don't have uh, this boy." Uh, or really, the guy is like. 
looking at him as this kid mm-hmm. as God. And the, the kid's not there, um, but he's telling Karnak, believe me, he's special. There's yeah. something about him. Don't you worry. And then uh, Karnak, of course, Car. says, I think I will have to kill you. Um, and then it gets into crazy fight where this dude shows off his Zen gunnery, mm-hmm. a gift of training, study, and faith. Uh, and it's just awesome, intense action. Really, really cool. It's gorgeous. Um, but, you know, this is Karnak's book, and he will likely come out on top. But just the battle and then the ensuing conversation around it, really, really good. This is like mwah, good, classic, <laughs> awesome Warren Ellis comic bookery in here. Uh, our team is phenomenal. And it ends uh, on, a, on a note where I, I'm not sure where we're going after this. It's going to be great. Look out, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It's totally awesome Hulk. He's your guest star for issue number four, written by Amy Reader and Brandon Montclair, art by Natasha Bustos. Uh, the cover by Amy Reader I love because it's totally awesome Hulk, Amadeus Cho, grappling with Devil Dinosaur, trying not to get eaten, while Lunella Lafayette, Moon Girl, in the background is using a boxing glove on a spring to try to stop Hulk. And I love that that scene does actually take place in the issue. It's true to life. So... Hulk, his mission is to capture monsters, as we've seen in his own book. He's coming after Devil Dinosaur, who is not really rampaging, but existing in New York City. Lunella insists that she needs Devil Dinosaur. She needs him to be able to find the artifact that's going to help prevent her from becoming inhuman. She tries to relay this to Hulk, but gets interrupted by the fact that he's fighting Devil Dinosaur, which is just a great fight to begin with. Uh, Devil Dinosaur against the Totally Awesome Hulk. But the other cool thing is just how unimpressed Lunella is with the Hulk. She is just like, you are the worst. Stop. (laughs) Get out of my way. Let me do this. And she talks all about basically how it's it's funny because she would probably like Amadeus Cho if she met him as Amadeus Cho. If she likes anyone. She doesn't like many people. But she could at least relate to him as, you know, two incredibly smart youngsters but because he's a hulk and he's in his you know macho stance she can't stand it in the middle of this there is a great throwdown between the killer folk and the yancey street gang it's just a four-page street fight and it's tremendous and natasha bustos does a great job drawing it um i wish ben Grimm were there to to witness all that he's watching from somewhere um and then the final, the finale of the Hulk and Devil Dinosaur smash up puts Lunella in a bad way and puts Devil Dinosaur in chains. <gasps> chains, I say. Mm. All right. Next book is New Avengers number seven. It's written by Al Ewing, art by Jay Kassara and Rochelle Rosenberg. The first arc of this book was really focused around Wiccan and really cool, crazy wild time travel and and space and weird and relationships and love and all this crazy awesome stuff. This issue is a big focus on Power Man and White Tiger. And um, more specifically, White White Tigers. Yeah. uh, Because we get introduced to uh, a a White Tiger in the cellar, which is a New York's Newest super penitentiary. We always got, you know, you three know. or four just waiting. Yeah. Someone will blow it up, and there's always another one for, for them to deal with. Um, she's in prison. She is not very nice. She wants... She has a very, like... She used to be. She yeah. used to be. Yeah. Back when she was hanging out with Daredevil before she got corrupted by the hand. Angela Del Toro. Yep. Uh, she was corrupted by the hand, and uh, we get to see someone comes to visit her, and whoop, surprise, it's Maker. 
Hello. Who is alternate universe Reed Richards, you know, 1,000-year-old bad guy. uh, Such a cool idea. It's so great. Uh, But he comes, and he wants to enlist uh, White Tiger to be part of his crew. Part of his team. You know, like... Team jerk. Hang out, buddy. Yeah. Uh, They're just going to be jerks and eat, like, Fig Newtons and make fun of people all day long. Um, And he, he entices her by showing he has a White Tiger amulet, not her white tiger amulet yeah i like the idea that he just I, I like the idea that he kind of puts forth here that he just has all this stuff from the ultimate universe because presumably at some point we'll find out how reed ended up to be in our universe but he i, I like to imagine he just has a storeroom of like it's like all right this universe is coming to an end you got to grab as much stuff like supermarket sweep style just i like love supermarket sweep pulling so down amulets and totems and oh my technology and other stuff what do you get when you play Supermarket Sweep? What do you go to first? What do I go to first? Yeah. Um, you can't remember. You only get five of that item. You go to turkeys. You go to garden <laughs> hoses. Uh, gosh, it's been a while. You got it. Garden hoses and turkeys are like, that's primo why, Supermarket Sweep. Why do you sweep. want garden hoses? They're expensive. They're expensive. Okay, yeah. fair you enough. You got to go for something that is going to cost you, is going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they could do it in like a gourmet supermarket. So you'd have to like search for the little things that cost a lot of money. I was say you get like caviar. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's be really expensive. Man, I love Supermarket Sweep. Let me bring that back. Yeah. What were we talking about? New Avengers. Oh, yeah, right. So we've got um, White Tiger who gets enlisted by Maker. uh, And then we flip over to Power Man and our our current White Tiger, part of the New Avengers. They're in Rome just hanging out, having some ice cream, not on a date, although there's some conversation about it. Or are they on a date? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, Power Man's nose starts bleeding, which is not a good sign. Happens because he's all tuned to like chi and all kinds of stuff, and, and what's not. Yeah, and uh, so when uh, the bad White Tiger, let's let's say, uh, yeah. comes to town, it's subjective. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, wow. uh, he does not fare well and is taken out of the fight very quickly. Uh, then it's a tiger on tiger battle. A throwdown um, where you get to see Maker's thought process come to life and see where some things go uh, wrong for uh, our White Tiger. And it's a pretty cool fight, pretty interesting like way to flip around all this stuff and mm-hmm. deal with the mythology and deal with all kinds of cool things around this like giant tiger god that is uh, the source of the amulet's power. What ends up happening, I'll let you read, but the last page is cool as hell. Ben? Yes. I know him. Yeah. Is this, um, what is his name? The, like, the dude who lives in the sewers that Spider-Man fights? Oh, Vermin? Vermin? Could be. Uh, I think it's Vermin. We got Angar the Screamer. Angar the Screamer's definitely there. Yeah. Paybok. Paybok. Power Scroll. Yes. Who's Butthole Face? I'm going to call him Butthole Face. I think we can call him that for now. Yeah. I don't know. I hope Butthole Face Some is... Some sort of fire bird. Yeah, fire mask Fire thing. mask bird thing. Yeah. Butthole Face is my character find of 2016. Yeah. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number three, is written by Kate Leth, art by Brittany L. Williams, colors by Megan Wilson. And again, I want to talk about the cover of this book. Because it has nothing to do with the interiors, but it's phenomenal. It's Patsy Walker working at a coffee shop where Lizard is, like, slurping down coffee. I'm yep. Lizard. Um, we've got 
Medusa having an iced coffee and trapping Howard the Duck in her hair, and then Groot uh, ordering his, his order is up, but his name is spelled wrong. It's just tremendous. I I I got at least like two minutes of just checking out the cover on this book, and then what's in between the two covers is great. Um, we Hellcat eventually is going to have to deal with this. This villain, this villain Cassiolina, but at the moment she's just dealing with the fact that she's moved in with her friend Ian, who is a secret telekinetic. Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh-oh. And they've got this great apartment, but a jerk landlord. And jerk landlord has this super handsome hunk of a son who Patsy is immediately interested in. So what we get is kind of an old school Patsy Walker comic where there's the romance stuff going on, but also she notices there are bed bugs in their apartment and she suspects these bed bugs are some sort of dark magic yeah as a new yorker <laughs> the ever-present nightmarish threat of bed bugs yeah. is one of the most horrifying truly things. the greatest supervillains of them i i like fear going to Sleep? anywhere in public oh, all right. because someone could have bed bugs and yep. they go to the restaurant or the movie theater and then that place gets the bed bugs and the bed bugs come home with you Going out of your house is not Dangerous. a good idea. Why are you here now? I don't know. Oh my it's God. horrifying. Anyways, uh, Patsy thinks these are not just any sort of bed bugs. They are magic bed bugs. So she goes and gets help, of course, from her buddy, Dr. Stephen Strange, who Brittany L. Williams draws a rad Dr. Strange. Uh, he infuses Hellcat with some magic. She's off to investigate. It is a surprising culprit who is behind all the ills. Can Patsy talk this person out of their evil ways? Can she save her apartment? Can she stay in her apartment? All this and more, plus a two-page long letters page with lots of pictures of kittens, which I'm sure Ryan drooled over. Uh, Patsy Walker Hellcat is, again, I think we always tout the books that are unlike any other books. We have a ton of great superhero books, but this is basically like a wacky romance comedy book that happens to have superhero roots and it's been so well done and it's one of my new favorites yes 100 percent. all right we've got silk number five written by robbie thompson art by veronica fish colors by ian herring and um we get a little bit of perspective on how silk became part of black cat's gang but really she has now been hopped up on goblin juice like yep. pure goblin juice. Yeah. This is the good stuff. Yeah, the real This is the good real, stuff. Okay. The real stuff. Uh, she's on goblin <laughs> juice. <laughs> you know, just that's my goblin juice voice. That's goblin dealer Panagos. Yeah. You need some goblin juice, a little GJ. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. Um, she's all hopped up on the goblin juice and has been uh, one, she was um, betrayed by Killer Shrike last issue. Or two issues ago, I can't remember. At some point, some point in the in the recent past, past she was. I believe it was last. She issue. was backstabbed by Killer Shrike. Then she got stabbed. Like got front uh, stabbed. She what? She got front stabbed. Yeah, front stabbed with the goblin juice and uh, side stabbed. Yeah. Now she has. She's on a, a trip to go attack uh, Black Cat at the behest of mm-hmm. the Goblin King. Killer Shrike is like, hey, I, I took care of that business. I'm a good guy. You should love me, Black Hat. I'm your favorite. Look at me. 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 That's killer. That's my Killer Shrike. That's good Killer Shrike. Yeah. And uh, boom, he gets the ever-living snot destroyed oh out gosh. of him by uh, goblin-juiced-up silk. Yep. You should take someone who's like spider, basically Spider-Man, uh, strong, fast, 
very capable, and then load them up on drugs that turn them into a like a nightmarish Can't super monster. Say goblin juice again there. Goblin juice. Mm, uh, delicious. And uh, yeah, she becomes very dangerous. Um, but, but, uh, big old but. It, it the the thing turns around, and it's an interesting little uh, look at Black Hat being way smarter than all these other goons, um, which is why she's the leader yeah. of this crew. She's the boss. Yes, and uh, the last page is awesome, and like, kudos to Veronica Fish and the the art team because that is one scary looking picture. Staying in the arachnid world, as it were, let's go to Spider Man twenty ninety nine number seven, written by Peter David, art by Will Sliney. Spider Man twenty ninety nine, fighting crime before his time. Probably my favorite catchphrase so of any comic cover currently. Last issue, Rhonda who was dating someone working for Miguel O'Hara, emerged from a cocoon, and guess what? Of course, she's now an inhuman. Uh, initially, Lash is going after her, but he does not last very long. She takes the name Gloriana and proclaims herself a god. And this is the other issue I was alluding to that has a lot to do with faith and religion and a big fight scene that takes place in a church with Spider-Man getting involved and a uh, priest getting thrown into a spider web and him having to come up with creative ways to stop her and her girlfriend showing up and just all sorts of crazy madness. Uh, really well drawn by Will Sliney, beautifully colored by Rochelle Rosenberg and Will Quintana and another new and interesting foe for Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're on to unbeatable squirrel girl. Number five written by Ryan North 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 Ryan North. Old Ryan North. Oh, Ryan North. Hey, Art by Erica Henderson and colors by Rico Renzi. Um, this is, uh, I th- yeah, this is the wrap up of the uh, big opening storyline: Spider Girl versus uh, Spider Girl, Squirrel Girl versus Doctor Doom. Uh, last issue, we saw the introduction of Old Lady Squirrel Girl, which is terrific. Uh, and so they're all stuck in the '60s. There's this big old throwdown in Central Park and in the American Museum of Natural History. You've got Old Lady Squirrel Girl, who is terrific. Terrific. You've got Our Squirrel Girl, who is terrific. Nancy Whitehead, who's super smart and terrific. Terrific. Just terrific. Everybody's terrific. Uh, In this, we learn a lot about computer science languages, uh, which is the one that they use here. Um, C++. C something. C++. There it is. I think. I don't know. I forgot all my HTML that I used to know, so it's great. Uh... We've got uh, this big fight where uh, you think, okay, you've got Squirrel Girl and Old Lady Squirrel Girl versus Doctor Doom. That that's enough, right? Oh no, Surely. things get crazy. It's really, really good. It gets wild in one of my favorite places in all the planet, the American Museum of Natural History. Mm-hmm. Uh, big old fight there. It's terrific. The way that the story ends, uh, all the Doom stuff. I love Ryan North's Doctor Doom. Yeah. It is just pretty terrific. Uh, and Erica Henderson's art is awesome. There's lots of talking, lots of handshaking, lots of wrapping up of things, and uh, I love it. It's really, really great. This book is phenomenal. It also has two pages of letter columns with great cosplay and little kids who love their squirrel girl. So please, read this book forever. Rocket into the final frontier with Venom, 
Space Night number four, written by Robbie Thompson, art by Ariel Olivetti. If you think that Venom fights an adorable giant polar bear in this issue, you would not be entirely right. It's just an alien who looks like a giant adorable polar bear. But that throws Venom off because at first he does not want to fight the polar bear for looking so adorable. It's not so a polar adorable. bear, it's a panda. Panda. It looks like a panda, but panda, it's not a panda. Panda bear. It's an alien. It says what alien race it is. Yeah, panda bear. She's an awesome giant panda. Crazy, scary panda All right. lady. Pandas are huge right now. But backing up a little before that, uh, the issue starts with Flash Thompson having a conversation with his symbiote who is now starting to be able to exist on his own. You would think that would be really scary, but Flash is actually cool with it. He's like, you know what? The symbiote's cleaned up. It's reformed. He's working with me. It's all good. Then he runs into Panda, and they have a fight. But Panda's not all bad, she, uh, though she does rip um, Flash's robot buddy I who legit, wants. I went, oh, no. When who has happened. who has a death wish. Yeah. So when he's ripped it half, he goes, at last, sweet relief. <laughs> But no, don't worry. He's okay. He comes back later. Robbie is twisted. Yeah, Robbie's, writer. Robbie, Robbie is such is a twisted, twisted, gifted writer. But Venom ends up helping the panda bear um, because her daughter or her child—I think it's a daughter—is captured by this guy who's running a gladiatorial arena. Presumably, not the same gladiatorial arena that Drax and Terax are currently I mean, in. We don't see Fin Fang Foom. Who knows? So I don't see no. Fin Fang Foom. But they get in a fight with a bunch of horned nastiness. Venom and Panda team up. And they fight the good fight. Well, they're still, but but by the end of the issue, um, rescue has not been achieved. This is a great last page oh with Flash, the Venom symbiote, and the Panda all just looking serious as heck and just out for blood. Did we? Did you get into much of like the Venom symbiote talking on its own and stuff? No, I mean, basically, I said the Venom symbiote talking on its own. And Flash is cool with it, and I want to, but I like. I want to know. I, I want more. We're going to get more. This is an ongoing series, I love Ryan. It. One next issue, one issue comes out after another. And that art. It's great. Oh my god. So good. All right, last book of the week is X-Men Worst X-Men Ever. Oh, I waited. I was waiting for this book. What's that? I was I've been waiting for this book for so long. We announced You could have read ago. this like a month I know, ago, on the infinite two months comics, ago. But you know it's me. not even an infinite comic. It's a regular digital comic. Oh, it's comic. just a digital comic? Yeah. Well, whatever. It was digital first. And now we printed it on the print. I like paper. Yes, that's fine. Uh, but we get introduced to uh, this kid, Bailey, who is super normal. Regular mm-hmm. old kid. Uh, and we find out his parents are mutants. And he's a mutant, most likely. Probably. We go get some tests at the uh, you know the Xavier School. I think it's Xavier School in this story. Um, it's not very important. It's, yeah. It's, 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 this continuity is not a big deal. Right. It's really uh, just... This great story cool. about this fish out of water in a place where he should be accepted, but he's even more of a fish out of water in this uh, this you know school for mutants. That's tr- him trying to fit in, trying to make friends, um, and it's growing up. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It's a very like classic, but feels very modern X Men story, yeah. and it's great. Max Bemis from the band Say Anything, mm-hmm. uh, terrific job. Nice job. Kudos to him. All right, a lot of good books this week. I really liked Unbeatable Squirrel Girl coming in. I thought that was going to be my pick, but going over Patsy Walker, Hellcat, I think I liked it just a little bit more, so I'm going to give Patsy Walker my Twim of the Week. Oof. I'm going to go with Angela, Queen of Hell. There you five. go. Um, but I, I would also put, uh, yeah, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and, Pat, and Patsy are right up there. All right. So good. All right, Lexi, what do you want to read first if you're going into the comic shop, kicking over the... 
desk with your skills. And yeah, you go in. Take I'm a black belt. Give me all your comics. Well, I love cats, so I'm going with Hellcat. Because right. of that double page of cats. Yep. <laughs> two pages of cats guaranteed in this issue. Yeah. Also on sale, collections, all new Captain America, Volume 1, Hydra Ascendant, Deadpool Classic, Volume 15, all the rest. Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men, The Black Vortex, Howard the Duck, The Complete Collection, Volume 2, Marvel Masterworks, The Champions, Volume 1, Siege, Battleworld, Spider-Verse, and Star Wars, Chewbacca. Yeah. On the digital app this week, sorry guys, on the digital app this week, we've got Champions 1 through 15 and 17. Mm, what happened know? to 16? I don't know. Who knows? It's a great mystery. Probably has like, Could, r- probably has like ROM in it or something. Ah, stupid ROM. <laughs> Love him so much. Just want to kiss the stupid face. Uh, also on sale, we've got Deadpool Annual number one from 2011. Deadpool Core Rank and Foul number one. Fantastic Four 71 through 105 from the original run, which should round out the entirety of the Stanley Jack Stanley Kirby Jack run. Kirby, there it, it is. As long as the previous 70 issues are there, yeah, that is the entirety. So. Yes. Uh, Howard the Duck Magazine, number one, from 1979. I Am an Avenger, one through five, from 2010. I don't remember that series. It was a Heroic Age series. Just oh, cool. anthology yeah, about anthology, different Avengers. Right, right, right. It was good. Uh, Incredible Hulk, 121 through 139, and 141 through 149 from the original run. Incredible Hulk Annual, number seven, and Incredible Hulk's Annual, number one. Iron Man 1 through 10 from 1998. So would have that been Heroes Reborn that's or Return? Heroes Return. Heroes Return. So that's Busick and Sean Chen. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah. And Iron Man Annual number 4 from uh, 70. And Spectacular Spider-Man 17 and 18. Digital collections on sale. We've got Captain America by Jack Kirby, Bicentennial Battles. Captain America Volume 1, The New Deal. Captain America Man and Wolf, for those of you who just enjoyed our last Twim URC by the West Coasters. Champions Masterworks Volume 1, Daredevil Masterworks Volume 5, Deadpool Classic Volume 15, all the rest, Fantastic Four, The Life Fantastic, Howard the Duck, The Complete Collection Volume 2, One Month to Live, Siege, Battleworld, and Star Wars Chewbacca. Yeah. All right, freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got Ant-Man, Last Days, number 1, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, number 3, Inferno, number 4, Kanan, number 5, Loki, Agent of Asgard, number 17. Runaways, number 3. Secret Wars, Secret Love, number 1. Mm. Secret Wars Journal, number 4. Mm-hmm. Silk, number 6. Spider-Verse, number 4. Squadron Supreme, 2 through 7. Star Wars, number 8. And Star Wars, Agent of the Empire, Hard Targets, 1 through 5. Star Wars, Darth Maul, 1 through 4. Star Wars, Darth Maul, Death Sentence, mm. 1 through 4. And Star Wars Droids, 1 through 8. Uh, Star Wars Droids is like, if I remember correctly, like a goofy fun it time. It is. Book. It's from the eighties. It's great. It's it was under the Star Comics. In oh my gosh! Movie, so it was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Thor: Tales of Asgard by Stanley and Jack Kirby, four through six. Weird World number three and Extinction Agenda number three. Time for the news. And now from Marvel headquarters, it's this week. Ben, what do we got? News. We got news. We just announced at the uh, Comic Pro exhibition over the weekend. Exhibition, whatever. What was it? Convention? Uh, Retailer Summit? Retailer Summit. Retailer Summit. We announced Star Wars The Force Awakens will be getting adapted by writer Chuck Wendig and artist Luke Ross. We announced a new Deadpool Gambit limited series. 
That's right. Ooh. Take your Deadpool, mix it with some Gambit. Should be pretty fun. It's like it's like giving me something with like tacos, but then putting poo on top. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, well, that's what you're getting. Deadpool Gambit. Um, I love Deadpool. And then before the uh, Retailer Summit last week, we released the first pages from Civil War Two. They were drawn by David Marquez, penciled, inked. They had the Avengers on them. They had Thor. They had a bunch of X-Men. So this is going to be a huge event, as you know. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, David Gabriel oh, yeah. on our uh, publishing side, who was recognized by Comics Pro uh, for being an awesome bro. Congratulations, David. Yeah. We all knew you when. See, that's the sound I was talking about. I don't know what that is. Okay. Is it like a, a, it's like a pterodactyl or something? it's like a fire alarm. We should probably check it out. But. Maybe a pterodactyl pulling the fire alarm. That's equally possible uh over in the world of games marvel puzzle quest added green goblin so norman osborne is finally getting in on the action and season two chapter 10 is in the offing on avengers alliance we have an article all about it the new stuff coming damon hellstrom is one of the worthy count nefarious debuting as a villain madripoor is a new map that you can play on uh there was in avengers academy the beach yep. event i'm still doing that I- but I'm not sure it'll be still going on by the time folks listen to this episode. But um, you could have fun beach costumes for a bunch of yep. the characters. I've got Wasp beach costume, but I yeah. do not have Iron Man's yet. That's a, it, it cost a lot it of costs a lot. shards or yeah. ISO or whatever it is. Coins. No, it was like the, the blue things. Oh, yeah. That's the Iron Man one cost shards, but you can get Wasps just with monies. Beach balls and money. Beach balls and money. Yeah. you know The true currency of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that game's fun. and still rolling along. Um, I think the rest of the news is going to come from the West Coast. Oh, God. Oh, goy. <laughs> what a treat. Oh, goy. It's the West Coast, show me in the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me in the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me in the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick, Patrick Kavanaugh for Kavanaugh. another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show starring the Wolfman and... The Wolfman. Stromy! We just had to record that twice because I didn't click the buttons right. Just a story of my life. Um, what we got going on this week? Lots of Marvel's Daredevil action, of course. We, by the time you are listening to this, the second part of our trailer will be out there. This part highlights lots of Electra action, lots of ninja action, lots of ninjas. Yakuza, the hand. Uh, everything's like huge and it's just a huge battle and everybody's punching each other and and did you did you know that we're able to publicly talk about having seen some of it i'm pretty sure we could have always done that uh either way embargoes from other outlets have lifted so i think you and i should feel much more comfortable talking about how awesome it is we can it is very awesome uh patrick is one episode ahead of me right now um but I am I am making my way along, and uh, it is it is quite quite quite. I like quite it good. I like it even more than season one. Yeah. So far. yeah, so far, so far, I, I I will agree with that. I think well, it's very different from season one. It's very it has, it has a much different structure than season one, which I am really liking. Yeah, well, and I think as. Everyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure, knows that first season of Daredevil, that was the first foray into these street-level heroes getting their own 
13 episode series. So right. that was their first time doing it. And I think they did a good job doing it. Um, and now that, you know, this is their third, I've, you know, loved Jessica Jones. And so I was surprised that I like this season even more than Jessica Jones because now we know who Foggy is, we know who Karen is, we know who Matt Murdock is, and we just get to explore these characters in their world. With the Punisher just dropped right in the middle of everything. It's awesome. And electric. Ayo! No, both John Bernthal and Elder Young are so fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it's real good. John, Everyone's going to like it. John Bernthal, man, there are some scenes with him that are just so emotionally difficult to watch. And it's good to finally see him taking an intense role. Yeah, he's, he's, he's normally he's doing really, those. He's really known for his light, fluffy. He's normally like, you know, you know in the these romantic, romantic comedies and yeah. stuff. And in fact, I think this is the first thing he's been in that hasn't been rated G. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. He normally just does kids' movies yeah. and romantic comedies. Yeah, and just lots of lots of light, fluffy stuff. Um, anyway, that is. We've also got a bunch of uh, motion posters and actually static posters as well, featuring all our main characters. We've been releasing interviews with the cast and the creators. You can hear from Charlie Cox, uh, Deborah Ann Wall, and Eldon Henson. Uh, the aforementioned John Bernthal and Elodie Young, uh, as well as the uh, this season's showrunners, uh, Doug Petrie and Marco Ramirez, who all tease what is coming up when Marvel's Daredevil Season 2 comes to Netflix on March 18th. And did you see Marvel's Daredevil alumni, Stephen S. DeKnight, directing Pacific Rim 2? Yes, I did hear that. I'm so, excited for that. But he's still involved in season two. He was an executive producer of season two of Daredevil. Uh, I actually haven't seen the credits. I believe so he was I involved. Cannot, he was involved. He was involved to a degree and was very excited about uh, the new showrunners taking over. Yes. And now we probably have an idea of why he wasn't directing uh, season two. He was working on things like Pacific Rim too. Exactly. Very exciting. Um, what else did we have? Well, we can talk about Marvel's Agent Carter. We talked about, you know, new season of Marvel's Daredevil is coming. And as that happens, uh, the second season of Marvel's Agent Carter is coming to a close. This week, we had another two-hour event. Wait, I thought next week was the season premiere. Oh, for... All right, I accidentally tweeted out to tune in next... At the end of our live tweet, you know, tune in next week to the season premiere... I clearly meant season finale. Uh, not according to those Twitter users who were quick to question what you were talking about. Yeah, along with a lot of the writers of Agent Carter who were quick to question what I was talking about. Next week is the season finale. This week have a big song and dance number. It was great. Have you watched this week's episodes yet? No, not yet. There's a great musical number in it that I think you in particular will like, Wolfman, because I know your fondness for Broadway musicals. Absolutely. Um... So uh, you can, of course, listen to This Week in Marvel's Agent Carter podcast. I talk with Brant Engelstein and Chris Dingus, the writers. Uh, we've got a featurette where actors uh, Leslie Boone, who plays Rose, and Matt Bronger, who plays Samberly, uh, take us on a tour of the SSR offices. Um, and we'll have some clips. We will have our favorite quotes. 
We will have tons of stuff leading up to the big action-packed season finale next Tuesday, 9, 8 central on ABC. Um, And once that happens, then on March 8th, Tuesday, March 8th at 9, 8 central on ABC, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns, and we just posted a synopsis of what's coming up in the second half of the season, along with a new 30-second preview of all the action. And we kicked off our our series of articles looking back at the first 10 episodes of season three, which we have titled Agents of Recon, which the Wolfman cleverly came up with uh, what recon as an acronym could be, which is what, uh, relive every crucial objective now. So check all that out on Marvel.com. And of course, as we get closer to March 8th, we'll have more on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we've still got 12 more episodes to go there. And if you can't get enough of Matt Bronger, make sure to go online and look up his short film video series called Ikea Heights. Whoa, that's him? Yeah, he plays the detective in Ikea Heights. That, I did not know that. For those of you who do not, he's not like the star, but he plays an, an integral role. For those of you who do not know what Ikea Heights is, it is a uh, kind of parody noir murder mystery that uh, was filmed entirely in the Burbank Ikea without any of the employees knowing. (laughs) So you see lots of random customers just kind of trying to walk by wondering why something is being filmed. But yes, uh, Matt Bronger is uh, the detective in that, and the star is Randall Park, who was in the interview and is now in Fresh Off the Boat on ABC. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's the, Um, the lead. Uh, fun fact about Matt Bronger, he was originally only supposed to be in one episode in the season premiere of Marvel's Agent Carter, but then he came and he nailed the role so hard that the um, uh, the uh, the writers actually wound up pulling him in half the season. And so, so they clearly could not get enough of him. No, he's fantastic. He's right. One, he's one of my favorite new additions to this. Uh, actually, I think he might be my favorite new addition to this season. So uh, if you want more of him... Check out Ikea Heights somewhere on the internet. Or, or, or you could also check out the season finale of Marvel's eh, Agent both. Carter next because he's... he's Do you have also... more TV stuff? I want to say no. Well, Sunday at 8.30 a.m., there's a new episode of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And at 9 a.m., there's a new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man vs. the Sinister Six. In a few moments, you'll hear myself chatting with Harrison Wilcox, Stephen Wacker, and Court Lane all about those episodes, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that because Mark so quickly jumped into the world of TV that absolutely nothing happened in the world of movies. No, but that is incorrect. This uh, is why I keep you around for. Earlier this week, we posted some new photos from, uh, from Empire Magazine of Marvel's Captain America Civil War. You got your first look at Crossbones, formerly Brock Rumlow, or I guess he's at the same yeah, time he's, Brock Rumlow. He's still Rumlow. Brock Rumlow, but yeah. now he's just, you know. Formerly only seen as Brock Rumlow. Man, that is such a funny name, Brock Rumlow. Trying to say that, trying to just casually slip that into a sentence is real tricky. Yo, Any- Brock, get over here. So Frank Grillo, uh, he plays Brock Rumlow and also is playing Crossbones. And... We also got our first look at Martin Freeman's character, Everett Ross. Uh, Everett K. Ross. Everett K. Ross. 
in who, these photos. Who do you know? Whoever K. Ross is from the comics, Patrick. Uh, the dad of Thunderbolt Ross. No, not at all. He was uh, an attaché attached. That all right? There's yeah, got to be a better way to phrase that. Absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, he's an attaché that accompanied uh, the Black Panther when he visited America during uh, Priest's Black Panther run. And Everett K. Ross is maybe one of my favorite Marvel characters. It, your introduction to him is him. Uh, this is literally like the first page of the first issue of Black Panther is him squatting on a toilet in just his undershirt and underwear, pointing a gun at a rat that he is convinced is the devil. Huh. So. And he is played by Martin Freeman. And he is played by Martin Freeman. If you want more Martin Freeman, check out The Hobbit films. That's what sure. I'm here for. That's okay. what I'm here for. You're, you're here to send people to anything but Marvel things. Eh, well, there is no other Martin Freeman thing in well, the Marvel universe. Well, you could universe. say, hey, if you're interested in more Everett K. Ross, you can go pick up the uh, Complete Black Panther by Priest, Volumes 1 and 2, Volume but, 3 soon on the way. But you just did that. <sighs> and speaking of Black Panther... Uh, director Ryan Coogler is up for, uh, you know, Creed is up for Oscars this weekend, which you can hear all about with me and Steve Wacker talking about Creed. They talk about nothing but Creed and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's really weird. Did you see Creed? I did see Creed. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, you can hear more of that soon. Uh, we've somehow built up 12 minutes once again. Wolfman wants to go home. I um, do. Because he has been here since 8.30, to which I responded, who the hell is awake at 8.30 in the morning? Um, which I think just sums up our dynamic very well. Um, to be fair, I'm also the one sending off random emails at like 2 a.m. That's true. Every <laughs> time I come into work and I see that anyone was doing anything work-related, clearly from home at 2 in the morning. It's like, what? why? Why would that be what you're thinking about at 2 in the morning? I'm a night owl, man. All right. Uh, stay tuned for Wacker and the Wolfman and Wilcox. Wilcox Wacker and the Wolfman with special guest Court Lane, uh, who doesn't have a W in his name, so I can't really make it go flow that way. Um, uh, as always, wish you a splendid first weekend, splendid first er week. Thank you for listening. We'll chat with you again in seven days. And I apologize for the Wolfman. Hello out there. This week in Marvel. This is Marvel.com. Assistant Editor Patrick Cavanaugh, and I am joined by some other people who are here. Uh, I don't know if they can reach the microphone, or maybe they didn't realize. Oh, it, the microphone wasn't ready, but it is now ready. So uh, I'm joined by... Uh, this is Stephen Wacker from Marvel Animation. And we've also got... Harrison Wilcox from Marvel Animation. And uh, another Marvel Animation representative who shall not be named. In the shadows. Hiding in the shadows, we have... Court Lane, because I lurk. He's lurking. He's making sure that we're all staying on brand. Uh, We all have those electric collars where if we say anything wrong, we're going to get zapped. So, yeah. See? See? Steve didn't even have to say anything. Just speaking at all is is incorrect. So it's Oscar weekend, Patrick. Absolutely. What are your picks? Um, I think my pick for Oscar is going to be the one who lives in a trash can. 
The Grouch. All yeah, right. Oscar the Grouch is who I'm going with. Okay, I just can't give a straight answer. Harrison, who, who are you going with? Uh, I don't watch movies. I work in television. Sorry. All right, so that's one vote for Oscar Isaac. And <laughs> Steve, Steve, who's who's your Oscar pick for this Creed. Weekend? Creed? Oscar Creed? Creed was really good. Creed's the best movie of the year. I'm breaking character by, by saying, yes, Creed was fantastic. It's absolutely the best is it, movie of the year. Is it up for best picture? I have no idea. It should be. It should be. Um, Court, any any opinions? Harrison shaking his head that it's not. You you don't know. I think Marvel's Ant Man was the best movie oh, of the year, brother. and it was a crime. It wasn't. Oh nominated. brother! I, I think Age of Ultron might have been the best picture of the year. In my opinion, it's those three movies that came out. It was Creed, uh, Marvel's Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Marvel's Ant Man. Well, I think Joe Casada was the best actor of the year. <laughs> Uh, we're all very excited. We're very excited for the Oscars. We're actually all going to be getting together Sunday night to watch at Steve's place. That's right. Steve's we place. Got a big party plan. We'll be there at about two in the afternoon. Get Some the address now, right? Oh yeah, it is one two three Fake Four. Street. Yeah, Fake. <laughs> Fake. Sorry. Uh, so make sure to stop by Steve's at two p.m. It's going to be great. I think Ben and Ryan are going to be there. Ben, Ben Moore, live version of going through the stacks. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you're going to be serving. What is it? Uh, live bear in honor of the revenant. The revenant, right? We've got <laughs> bear. We're going to slaughter a bear. That's right. Uh, and outside of my bear pit. Bear pit, and, uh, and also boxing. You have, have live boxing. Live boxing. Your roommate's bear grills, right? Yeah, my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Your roommate. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to the because animation. 1992. <laughs> the animation <laughs> podcast. Uh, so we got uh, before the Oscars on uh, Sunday night, oh, though. If you're looking to get excited for the Oscars, we've got a good lead in. It's our red carpet specials. Yes, uh, airing at 8:30. Two new episodes this week, starting at 8:30 a.m. We've got right. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a good one where we feature. Um, I'm just going to say it. Harrison's telling me not to give spoilers, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, featuring the Inhumans. That's right. And That's right. We, is it all of the Inhumans? Uh, it is. All of the Inhumans. Um, it's the next step in the, the Guardians' uh, season-long quest, um, but their visit with the Inhumans uh, is going to lead into uh, a huge adventure that really uh, digs into some of the biggest secrets of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and uh, we're posting a clip from that episode uh, that involves Star-Lord and Medusa, and I had, I had to choose between whether or not Star-Lord got uh, tangled up with Medusa, or if he found himself in a hairy situation, it was uh, it was a pun off. See, court, court, court likes sure. that. You can't hear, but he's he's uh, I guess it's kind of guffawing. We'll say to exaggerate and make it sound like that was much more clever than it really was. Add some sound effects. Yeah, it. ah, he liked it. All right, I'll take it. Uh, so that's. Do we have any uh, guest more. voices for that episode by any chance? There's a character, one of the Inhumans, Maxi, Maximus, Maximo. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who voices uh, that guy? Uh, Dietrich Bader. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. Dietrich Bader. Is he a regular on the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, he's a regular on a lot of our shows. He plays uh, Maximus. He plays Craven the Hunter. We and even have him uh, later this season of Spidey as a special voice. 
Yeah. Oh wow, that's uh, dropping dropping some. I think some, we just say it. Some spoilers. Yeah, just say it. He's playing Moon Knight. Really? Yeah. Wow. So this season on Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six, we're gonna get to see Moon Knight. Yes. Voiced by Diedrich Bader. Yes. And the episode, oddly enough, ton of hair puns. Oh the God, I can't wait. Episode. When I think of Diedrich Bader, I think of hair puns. Uh, and speaking of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. Uh, we have a new episode of that airing this week at 9 a.m. What's going on this week? Uh, we got, uh, as we saw in the season four uh, premiere, we saw Doc Ock has now teamed up with Hydra. Now he's using all the resources of Hydra along with Baron Mordo to open a realm, a portal to another realm, uh, to bring the goblin from Miles Morales's world to our world as he is the only goblin that has ever successfully defeated a Spider-Man. And of course, along the way, uh, our Peter Parker and that Miles Morales team up again and get into it. I think it's safe to say we're giving everyone what they would not shut up about <laughs> after the Spider-Verse episode la- last year. Uh, is, is that what that was? Just everyone just loved we Miles so, so much? so many le- letters and so many requests for more Miles Morales. Actual letters? Uh, people emails. are Oh, emails. Gotcha. So people just loved seeing – because that was also a fan favorite character that people wanted to see in the first place. I actually did get one telegram about it. <laughs> a telegram. It was from a singing what, telegram. From, <laughs> a singing from telegram. From court. <laughs> uh, so, so what was that like? You know, you make me smile <laughs> every time I see miles. Oh, my God. You can't have one of these without saying anything. That was Court Lane. <laughs> so – it, it must be exciting for you guys to, uh, you know, know that people ahead of time are dying to see Miles. You finally put him in the series to then get this tremendous amount of feedback of that was great. Now let's let's get more. Uh, Again, and Harrison has worked with uh, Doc and Kev, our story editors uh, on the season, really uh, crafting a, an arc for Miles throughout the se- season. This is just the beginning. Uh, of something that I think takes us through most of the se- most of the season with him. Yeah, people ask for more miles. They're going to get a, a lot more miles, a lot more miles this season. Uh, so, how many miles per half hour do they guess? <laughs> Is that? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> no, there was there's really no good way. We're only answering kilometers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And when we, the show airs in Canada, his name is Kilometer Morales. <laughs> Kilometers of Morales. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, and also, in this episode, we uh, uh, not only is it Spider-Man and Miles, but we also get Doctor Strange. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is exciting. And I hear that this episode is going to be so successful that they're going to make a major motion picture out of this character. The feedback that, was strong. Yeah. Uh, the feedback was The early strong. buzz. The, the early buzz. The strong from this episode, so they decided to make a film. Um, and we're going to actually be seeing um, Doctor Strange, like the Inhumans, um, we are peppering them throughout all of our s- series, um, showcasing them more as they become a bigger part of not only the cinematic universe, but our animated uh, universe as well. Yeah, and so that's great for all of you fans of you know, maybe you've only watched the movies and you're just excited about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a great opportunity, in addition to the comics or video games or whatever, to be able to see these characters and just get to know uh, what those characters are like, their their mood, their powers, all that good stuff. Oscar weekend, when you're wearing your favorite Oscar Isaac t-shirt or... Um, 
watching Creed, watching Creed, whatever whatever it is you're doing to celebrate Oscar weekend. Start their Oscar weekend early this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Right. And 9 a.m. on Disney XD for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just want to announce uh, before we go uh, oh boy. a new uh, thing we're doing on the show. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, if you have any questions for animation, because we get them mostly through the comic book email address, go ahead and drop uh, Ryan and Ben a line or a comment underneath this, underneath this uh, podcast. Any questions, uh, uh, Patrick and Harrison and maybe some special guests will be here to uh, answer all of your animation qu- questions. Yeah, we got to come up with a, with a hashtag. That's what the kids are into. Hashtag. They need. They they like the hashtags to be right. able to keep track of. Uh, the, uh, hashtag Creed. <laughs> hashtag Creed. So we will go th- go through Twitter and respond to every tweet that has hashtag, hashtag Creed. No, hey, we hashtag. Uh, I don't know what. Marvel well, we we got tw- Twim. Twim, T-W-I-M, for this week well, in Marvel. That, though, already got one. Stallone's going to be very confused why he's getting Spider-Man questions. <laughs> he's very, very active uh, on, on social media. He'll start feeling I'm just questions. hoping Ryan Coogler will guest star on the podcast, and I can just ask him a million questions. Ryan Coogler. We, people, people should get familiar with Ryan Coogler. He's a genius. Yeah. M- Marvel's Black Panther coming in 2018. How awesome is that? I can't wait for it. How excited were you when you found out that Ryan Coogler, the Coog, if I you will. I was so excited. I watched Creed for the 17th time. That movie was really good. It's fantastic. Have you guys seen Creed? <laughs> I, I looked at Harrison in court. It's really good. We're changing this podcast to This Week in Creed. Steve has actually reenacted the entire movie for the staff a couple <laughs> times. Does he play all the parts? or? Yes, but he sings them. It is a musical. My version is a musical. Good, good. It's so, Creed with an exclamation mark. <laughs> well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for listening. This Sunday, make sure to cartoon in to Disney XD. Oh, Goy, oh, we're Goy, back. we're back again. <laughs> oh, oh Goy. Uh, so, reminding you guys, there are a couple ways to get your questions and comments read on the show. Uh, you can tweet them using the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel, and we'll, uh, we'll have in- former intern Alex pull them yep. together. Now um, employee Alex. Yeah. Um, and then you could also email them to twimpodcast.com. At marvel.com. Uh, we, and again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we only have a couple because there's only been a few days since we <laughs> recorded the last episode. So Plenty of time for you guys to get your next ones in. Yeah. Haywood, HWView, says, Last week his pick was Avengers Standoff. Great Mark Bagley art, but the mystery of why is very interesting. Why? Why? Mia Walker uh, just has a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, hashtag... Ant-Man, Black Widow, This Week in Marvel, Team Cap, Team Iron Man, and a picture of Chris Evans saying, whose side are you on? I think this is, well, if I looked at this in color, um, and I think this is Marvelous Facts shared it. Um, okay. It's, it's a picture of, it's like a mashup, because the colors are Iron Man colors, and he's got the goatee. Mm. So I think it's supposed to be a combination of Tony Stark and Captain America. Oh, the internet. It's kind of cool. Raph A.B., 
You can now have podcasts on Spotify. I really want the guys of This Week in Marvel to work on that. And he CC'd Blake. I've been, I've been working on that, trying to have – I've had those conversations. Uh, but like anything, when you're in a big corporate environment, there's a lot of stuff to take into account, a lot of, a lot of stakeholders, and uh, you never know. It's yep. something I would definitely love because I would love to get all our podcasts on Spotify as many and more. As possible. Uh, and we've got two things that we're trying to work on to get um, all our shows in more places. So fingers crossed. Finally, Lex Pendragon, the tech lord. This week in Marvel's audio quality has gone up so high that Ben Morse's breathing right in my ear made me slide my chair to the left. <sighs> Not that I have anything against Ben Morse, just... We're both married men. We don't need that. Maybe you don't need it, Lex. Yeah. Maybe I do. You know? Who's no, to good. say whose marriage isn't open and, and you know, ready for fun I will say that mine, mine's not. Oh. Well, then that's fair. It's very closed. Yes. Happily so. <laughs> uh, all right. This is okay. a quickie. It was a revelatory week. We learned so much about our intern yeah. and... In our lives. Do you have a trigger word? Like if I said oh, like God, yeah. bolognese, would you just go like into a <laughs> Well, it's not bolognese. Of... We've established right. that. But something like bolognese. Could could we build into your psyche a trigger word so that if we needed to, we, we could can unleash the beast to <laughs> unleash the the Lexi dragon? Doesn't exist yet, but I'm sure it's possible. All right. <laughs> Start yeah, working on it. to work on that. Yeah. yeah. So don't cross us. We've got uh, the most dangerous person yeah, in the building. The most dangerous intern alive. Yeah. That would be the, that would be the subtitle of your comic. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Pretty good. All right. Uh, again, remember, read those Twim URC mm-hmm. Infinite Comics. We'll get to next week. There's a gaggle of options for you guys. So it should be really fun. And uh, we'll talk about it next week. For now, this is Mark. Where are you? No, no.